are listening to the Productive Not Busy Podcast, where we show you how to do life and business confident, focused, and with a plan so that you can make more money, have more free time, and less stress. Your host, Wayne Withersby, will uncover actionable hacks, strategies, tips, and insights you can use today to live a better, more productive life. It's time to boost your mindset, confidence, and your attitude. Here's your host, Coach Wayne. What's going on? Welcome back. Today, we are talking about soft skills and why they're important. There are soft skills when it comes to people, and there are soft skills when it comes to business. And we're going to talk about both today on the Productive Not Busy podcast. Welcome aboard. So what are soft skills? I'm glad you asked. See, soft skills often are called people skills or emotional intelligence or defined as the ability to interact with others. They're like the personal DNA that can affect a relationship, communication, and interactions with others. Soft skills can be invaluable to a business's success as well as personal relationships, but they are often looked at in a strange way. So why are they so important? So soft skills can, over time, be more difficult to develop than hard skills, right? More attributes such as a web design, accounting, and editing experiences, those are arguably equally important in in running a successful business, right? Understanding that they will help you identify yours or the ones that you need to develop in the future. So in business, we're talking about soft skills being negotiating, working under pressure, customer service, networking, presentation, communication effectiveness, teamwork, right? So why is this important? Why is it important in the workplace? Well, soft skills are a hugely important part of improving one's ability to work with others and can have a positive influence on boosting your career. If you're a small business owner, especially or self-employed, soft skills can help you find, attract, and retain clients. Right? Well-developed presentation skills, networking abilities, and etiquette awareness can help you win new clients and gain more work from existing clients. Sharpening your abilities to resolve conflicts, solve problems, and provide excellent service to customers can lead to a stronger relationship with your colleagues. Vendors other professionals. Ultimately, strong soft skills can help you gain confidence, and that's an invaluable trait in the business world. Now, on the other hand, a lack of soft skills can limit your potential, I promise. It could actually even be the downfall of your empire. By developing strong leadership, teamwork, and communication skills, you can run projects more smoothly, deliver better results, that please more people, positively influence your personal life by improving how you interact with other people. So do you need to improve your soft skills? Well, 
Soft skills aren't generally all or none. Many people are good with what they've got, right? Or adequate or even, you know, good with some skills yet struggle with others. I'm good, right? There might be an, an instance, you may have an excellent communication and teamwork ability, but struggle with time management or you crack under pressure, right? It's not uncommon to either underestimate the importance or overestimate your own proficiency sometimes. So here's a few common scenarios that may be improved with stronger soft skills, right? Number one, you might have a client, low retention client rate compared to others in your, in your business. You're frequently late for meetings and struggle to meet deadlines. You fail to grow your professional network or avoid, you know, networking opportunities altogether. You manage to land meetings with respective clients, but you rarely proceed to the next stage or close a deal. So four ways to develop soft skills is what we're going to talk about. A great first step in personal development is to recognize and acknowledge the areas in which you need work on, need improvement. Don't be, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Or I already do that, right? This can take place through personal reflection and introspection, uh, an evaluation of your business performance, your deficiencies through feedback from trusted colleagues and accountability partners or friends. You may find that daily journaling regarding your profession, right, and their outcomes is hugely self-helpful. After you've gained an awareness of your strengths and weaknesses, create a plan of action for improvement that aligns with the support of your business plan. See, soft skills encompass a, a large category, and there's a few ways to develop or enhance these skills, right? You might want to consider working with a mentor who can provide feedback and model appropriate processes and skills for you. If your focus is on improving communication, courses and subjects like public speaking or joining a group such as Toastmasters might help. Get a coach who can help you develop high-priority skills quickly. Right? It might not seem deceptively simple. Or it may sound deceptively simple, right? Don't underestimate the effect of positivity and optimism when you're doing this, right? The majority of these skills are bolstered by confidence and enthusiasm and undermined by anxiety and security and negativity inside yourself as well as others. Changing your mindset so you're able to see the positive in situations can have a significant impact on how you interact with others. Soft skills can influence your ability to give a great presentation and communicate to, you know, your speaking points effectively to your team. Because when you believe, they believe, right? That story I told, I had, uh, I, I was mentioned it on Facebook the other day, right? The, the town leader says that they were going to go to the town square and pray for rain. And he believed that if they prayed, and enough people prayed that it would rain. And when they showed up the next day, one of his friends showed up with an umbrella, right? I want that friend that has faith in my belief that we're going to get the job done. Soft skills can influence your ability to give great presentation and, communi and communicate your points. Absolutely, 100%. 
Soft skills also now on the personal side are eye contact, voice inflection, body language. When you're having a conversation with somebody, don't fiddle with your phone. Don't, don't be preoccupied. That's a hard one because we all have so much going on in our lives. But a genuinely good conversation with no distractions goes a long way. And you know that when somebody actually listens to what you're saying, that goes a long way. Big companies and, and people in general prey on people that are in, in compromising spots, bad mental states, and they're being taken advantage of. That's a soft skill. And that can be used as evil as well. So just wanted to throw that out there today is that the, it's the little things, soft skills, people skills, body language, voice inflection, eye contact, communication, right? Conflict resolution, how to do that, using your words, having great conversations. That is the first thing that I would sharpen in my toolbox going forward, whether you own a business or whether you work for somebody, or if you're just being a good human being. Work on your soft skills, work on your people skills, work on your communication skills, work on your listening skills. Listen to learn, don't listen to respond. You'll be amazed how much better life is by taking a minute and working on these skills every day. You guys have a great day. Be safe, take care, sell a bunch, and say something nice to somebody. Talk to you soon. This subject could be debated in many different industries. I was in the automotive industry for a long time, and we had instances where websites, car dealers, CarMax was going to put us out of business. Saturn had one price selling, right? No negotiations. When's the last time you saw a Saturn dealership? It failed miserably because people want to deal with people. They just want to deal with smart people, not hacks and people that don't know what they're doing. So tech comes along. And now I think what's happened is, is we've empowered. It's a, it's a superpower. Technology is. And in the wrong hands, it can be used wrong, just like anything else in the world. So for years, it's been like this article of faith in corporate America, especially that, you know, cloud computing and artificial intelligence will fuel like this huge surge in wealth generating productivity. Well, sorry to bust your bubble there. It's still a people business. Everything I do, other than this podcast, obviously, because that's part of technology to get my, my information out there. But if the internet went out, cable went out, phones went out, I would still be able to have a viable business because I still have people skills. So that belief has inspired this flood of like venture capitalists and companies spending on technology, right? And they swear the payoff is going to, you know, will not be confined to a small group of tech giants, but it's going to spread across all the economy. Well, guess what? That hasn't happened. Productivity 
which is defined as the value of goods and services produced per hour of work. Well, I'm going to tell you, it's freaking fallen on its face in the first quarter of this year. The government reported the quarterly numbers are like often kind of bumpy, volatile, right? But the report seemed to dash earlier hopes that the productivity revival was finally underway, helping by accelerated investment in digital technologies during the pandemic, blah, blah, blah. So the growth in productivity since the pandemic hit now stands at about 1% annually. Right? That's in line with all the meager rates of increase since 2010. Way below. Right? The last stretch of huge improvement from 1996 to 2004 when productivity grew more than 3% a year. Economies grow not only by adding more capital and labor. Another vital ingredient is the nation's skill in creating and capitalizing innovation which makes investment in workers more productive, right? These little tiny percentages and gains in productivity can make a big difference in a, comp you know, in a country's wealth, especially, especially in the living standards over a long period of time. Like an additional 1% annual increase in productivity over, you know, a few years to maybe 2025 would generate an extra maybe, I don't know, three grand, four grand per capita per American. It's off of a McKinsey report. The 3.8% annual gain from 1948 to 1972 was the engine of the nation's post-war prosperity. See, productivity is not a cure-all for economic fails or ills. Right? Even if the optimism about this wave of digital technology proves justified, that does not mean that there will be a real sharing of the benefits. But a less productive economy is smaller is a smaller one with fewer resources to deal with social challenges, right? We don't think about stuff like that. Today's artificial intelligence is mainly technology of pattern recognition, right? So you start pouring through these huge troves of words, images, and numbers, right? Their feats, you know, there's a guy, Gordon, um, Robert Gordon. Right. It's an impressive but not transformational in the way that electricity and the internal combustion engines were developed. Different. It's different. Right. Real change is happening. A tidal wave of transformation is definitely underway. And we're seeing more and more of it as we go forward. It's probably, you know, be a few more years before this, there's a definitive answer on the productivity debate on how technology is affecting that. The leaders are mainly large companies that have been like investing in digital technology for years and years and high growth, uh, younger companies, which are often backed by venture capital. Right? Cloud computing, for example, is fairly widely adopted, but not the most advanced technologies like AI, some of the AI stuff out there. Right, the limited uptake, some experts say, is not surprising at the stage. Three quarters of American businesses are small, with fewer than 10 employees. Right, so there's a company called Anthem. 
Um, it's a health insurer who plans like on covering like 45 million people. About 75% of the customers' questions are now handled through a digital channel, including a web portal, mobile app, speech recognition software. Three years earlier, the digital share was about 30%. So the question answering technology to help people now is checking, you know, like checking the status of a claim, paying a bill, finding a doctor. Is AI is definitely helping. Right? It's eliminated like 10 million phone calls. It's time for some new technologies to spread and for people to figure out how to use them. For example, the electric motor, okay, which was, what is it? I think that was introduced back in the 1880s, did not generate any kind of productivity gains until the 1920s, when the mass production assembly line reorganized work around that technology, right? The computer, the personal computer revolution took off in the 1980s. But it was not until the second half of the 90s that economic productivity really surged as those machines became cheaper, more powerful, and connected to the Internet. The goal is not to replace workers, or it shouldn't be. It should be there to lift their performance. You know, AI is a great thing. We just don't want it to replace real people because, again, I don't care what anybody says. There's some stuff that can be done easier with AI. I agree. We're in a wicked bad place if we get away from the people business. Customer inquiries to places like CarMax contact centers, right, tend to be lengthy and long. Used cars span different years, models, features, and driving histories and all that stuff. The financing plans for what is major, that is a major purchase, range all kinds of questions. And it's kind of unlimited. So that instance is why Saturn didn't last. People want to negotiate. People want to talk to people. People will always have trade-ins. People will always have other questions and inquiries that a computer can't answer. We're definitely in a digital time in our world, no doubt. And I'm sorry if you don't see it. You've got to be cognizant of the fact that it has an assistant. It should not be a replacement. It should be an enhancement. And what does that mean? Well, A, the good thing is, is it gives everybody a, a voice. The bad thing is, is it gives everybody a voice. You know, we're worried about technology. You know, they're worried about these AI robots going rogue, right? And not being what they appear to be and they're going to create evil. Well, think about what social media is doing right now with people. What you're getting on social media from people I promise you a majority of the time is not what's really going on in their life. So, you know, this is just the tip of the iceberg. My point is, is brush up on your people skills, right? The soft skills in life are what are going to get you where you want to be. Eye contact, voice inflection, body language. All of that stuff is important.
make people feel good. There's a story out there. I'll, I'll leave it with you um, here on the way out is there was a guy that was working two jobs and he was talking to one of his uh, co-workers and the co-worker had a, a client with him, a customer. This was at a big hotel and the client made a comment that, man, this guy really loves his job. Like this young kid was just over the moon excited. And he's like, why do you, why do you love your job? He's like, I love my job because I love the atmosphere. I love the people. I love the product. I like in the interaction. I like it that my leaders and my managers and my coworkers and managers from other departments when they walk by, they say, hey, anything I can get you to make your day better or your job easier today, right? And then when I get my check, you know, it's just amazing. And the guy says, well, you say you have two part-time jobs. Where else do you work? The kid worked at another hotel. And he says, so, you, you know, no wonder you like it. He goes, well, not really. I don't really like that job. I don't like that job because... My manager buzzes in on the phone asking me if I'm done with my duties yet. And I don't like that. The atmosphere is bad. The people's bad. The culture's bad. Nobody likes to look at each other. Nobody likes to talk to each other. Right? We thrive on interaction. I thrive on having an eye-to-eye contact conversation with somebody. Texting, for example, or social media again. You can post something on social media and it is dependent on what's going on in somebody else's life when they read that and think it's about them. When it completely wasn't. Let's get back to the people business. Let's get back to making friends, having raving advocates, being president of fan clubs of your closest people. Let them know that you care. Let them know that when you say you're going to pray for rain, that they show up with an umbrella because that's how much they believe in you. You guys have a great day. Be safe. Take care. Sell a bunch. Say something nice to somebody. You've been listening to the Productive Not Busy Podcast. Please hit the subscribe and notification of new episodes button and visit us on social media like Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok for bonus content.